Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Desiree Ferrer, who is a DL Link warrior, and she was, you know, she volunteered during this charity campaign, and she's incredible. She's an assistant editor at Soul Sport magazine. She's a proofreader, a writer, a researcher, and she gives of her time. So, Des, welcome. So lovely to have you on the show. Hi, Nikki. So now listen, before we get to this incredible charity campaign and, you know, the role, your role there, let's just talk about you being so active. Comrades Marathon, Jerusalem Marathon, City to City Marathon, Slow Mag 50 Kilometer Marathon, and so many more, as well as the 94.7 twice. And this all to raise funds for different organizations. How do you do it? Uh, Nikki, with a lot of effort and not much thought. When you go, (laughs) seriously, um, you train and you train and then you go out there and each race is its own mistress and, um, you just give it your best and, uh, sometimes you're a plonker and sometimes you're a winner. Um, the 94.7, uh, both of them, I've actually ridden three or four times, but they were, I found them more difficult, obviously, than the Comrades and the City to City and the Peninsula and the Jerusalem, particularly the Jerusalem. It was it was a day of wind and snow and sleet and ice. So I think possibly that was my hardest marathon, never mind ultras. I've done a good few many ultras, but that, I think, was the hardest marathon. And um, I think it put things in perspective for me as well that – you know, we're not in control of the elements, and we're not really in control of our genetic functions as well. Um, mm-hmm. I want to thank the two doctors who were on the show earlier for their, first of all, for being on the show and being so informative and transparent about what and how they do what they do. Um, and also those two doctors particularly have been tremendously um, close to the DL link. They have seen patients pro bono, they have seen patients at crazy hours, um, so both of them are huge kolakavod and thank you. Uh, I never worked with those two doctors, my diagnosis was in 2009, it was um, four days before my fourth child's first birthday, but that's all history, that's in the past and now we're back. Um, and next, what I would like to talk about is the charity event because it was a very humbling experience for me. Um, you know, I came in as a volunteer to raise funds, and I am the worst salesperson possible. I mean, I can't even I can't even sell supper to my own kids at the dining room table. Um, but um, I came in, and uh, I get these these sort of overwhelming over bearing lists of please find these people and please find these people. And I thought, okay, again, don't think, just do it. And I sat Mm. down and I started making calls. And um, not only did people give, but they gave with an open heart. Um, and, And I think for every person that did give, it was what a wonderful organization and thank you for helping my late mother and thank you for helping my aunt and you were very instrumental in helping my child, my nephew. It was, it was, for me, it was humbling to, to see how far the, um, the beautiful wings of Dear Link have stretched over the Johannesburg Jewish community 
and how many warriors they shelter under these unbelievable wings that they have spread over the community. In fact, not only did we reach our target, but thank God we exceeded it and moved into the bonus round. And that was, that was just something very special because it's been a very, very hard year for everybody, for the whole economy, for the whole world, globally, universally. It's been a bit of a, and it's horrible. But, um, people gave and, um, as I said, we reached our target. And then Michelle Goodman, who is basically the um, the bird who flies these wings, um, mm-hmm. she said to me, Des, you know, I'd like you just to phone a couple of people to say thank you for their, for their donations. And, you know, I've given donations in the past to organizations, but I've never been phoned or called to say thank you for your donation. And this was also very humbling that Michelle takes nothing for granted. That if you give, it's appreciated. That you're not a finger that presses an EFT or you're not a person who reads a credit card number over a phone. You're a beautiful individual who's giving in a very hard time, in a very poor economic climate. And she wanted me to make it clear that some people are able to give 18000 which they did with a warm and open heart. Other people gave 500, which for them was probably equivalent to 18,000. And some people came in with as much as they could and they deserve accolades and a tremendous warm thank you. So I phoned people to say thank you for their donations. And what happened was a kind of reversal that I would say, hi, it's Des I'm phoning from the Dear Link. And they would say to me, oh, what a wonderful organization and thank you what you did for this person and that person, and they landed up thanking me for the opportunity first to give to the organization and and B, for what the organization had done for them, their extended families, their associates, their friends. And it was, it was you know, I'm phoning them to say thank you, and, and, and they're reversing it, and they're saying thank you to me and the dear link. So that was honestly, uh, it was... Yeah. Um, you know, it's something that helped me understand that um, people are fundamentally good. I don't know what yeah. happens along the way. I'm not quite sure, you know, where we come off. But fundamentally, people are givers, and they're good. Mm-hmm. And, um, true. And under yes, the hang on one sec. I'm, I'm pressing pause. We're going to add. Hold that thought. I love cool. that. Cool. I'm so holding. I'm holding. Nick, I'm holding. A quick break, we'll be right back. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Yes, uh, thank you so much for staying with us. I have Desiree Furrow on the line. Des is just really giving us some feedback and how extraordinary the experience was volunteering for the charity campaign, um, which, as I said, I mean, you came together and it was just. Uh, an unbelievable experience, as Des said, um, during these difficult times. And just before the break, Des, you were talking about that people are inherently good. And I, I so hear you because when you have the opportunity to make the phone calls and you're interacting with people on that level, you, you, you get to connect in a way that we should all be connecting, right? So, so carry on, Des. You were saying that it, it's such a wonderful experience to, to see the goodness in humanity. Absolutely. Um... You know, it's, as I said to you, it's, it's, it's the open heart with which they gave. It was the, the, the delight they, they, they had in receiving a phone call to say thank you for their donation. 
Um, and they gave. As I said, we never had our 94.7, yet somebody who said, I would have written for you, so can I still give? Um, we never had our Jerusalem marathon, so people were saying, I can't wait for next year. So I'm saying to them, thank you for giving, and please God, you will run without a mask. See, I'm trying to be positive. But the, the, the bottom line is that um, I think they're inherently good. In my experience as a breast cancer survivor, a warrior, um, except you spell mine W-O-R-R, um, you know. Never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the thing about cancer, that um, thank God I'm a survivor and thank God that there is a very, very high success rate and high, um, uh, you know, uh, health rate post-cancer diagnosis, which we should know more about, that it's... it's um, I can't speak for everybody, but for the most part, it's not a death sentence, but it does become a life sentence where you have to be vigilant for the rest of your life. You have to exercise. You have to take care of your weight. You have to eat. I gave up milk for nine years because I heard that only baby cows, you know, benefit from milk and breast breast cancer survivors, especially with a HER2 positive diagnosis, which is a receptive, uh, gene receptive to hormones. I cut milk out my diet. Uh, then I was told, no, I'm osteopenic, go back to it. So, yeah, I've been surrounded by, by a team of unbelievable practitioners as well, from the person who did the mastectomy to the reconstruction to my um, radiation specialist, who is just, she's, she's just the most remarkable human being. Um, I've been surrounded by beautiful, giving, helpful, receptive people in my own medical History and um, I see that extends right into the community, including the two doctors who gave of their time this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my experience has been, thank God, may it continue. Um, but people were thanking me, as I said, for thanking them. Yeah. And uh, you know, it, it, once once in a while, you you have to kind of step back out of your own circle and say, yeah. So I did it, but what about those people who are only going through it now and struggling through it now? And my advice is um, not something that everybody will be receptive to, but it's just there is no plan B. Just carry on surviving. Carry on trying. I'm just getting a message here from Colleen. Cole, I can't uh, access this message. She's going to give me a message. Um that the, the point of the the point of the, the the exercise is is to just if you're diagnosed as possible as positive then you've got to make your whole character and your personality and your mind space move into a positive area as well um, which will negate the positive diagnosis in favor of just saying I can I will and obviously to have faith. You know, at the end of the day, we can we can trust our doctors. But as doctors said to me, you know, Des, I can tell you this, that, and the other, but I'm not God. Um, mm. And we've we've got to believe in that. And that's where the dear link comes in so strongly. They don't only provide physical or material um, help to to the warriors under their care. Um, by physical, I mean they give lift to and from hospitals. People sit with warriors at radiation sessions, at chemo sessions. Um, they provide meals for not only the, the person who's going through the, the process, but their families. They provide 
babysitters for children while the parents are at chemotherapy or one of the parents is going through chemotherapy. They provide gifts on a weekly, if not daily basis to people who just need that pickup, need that perk, need somebody to say, I'm there, I'm here, I'm with you, I'm, I'm carrying you. And the dear link do that on a daily and weekly basis, whether yeah. it's a phone call or providing a Shabbos meal or a during the week meal or dropping off a, a gift or just a phone call. And on a material physical level, they're, un, they're unbelievable in their provision for the 800 or so warriors. On a medical level, they are just completely available to help people locate the right doctors, the right practitioners, um, to subsidize, to help find people, to fund people who are not able to carry the costs. Um, and on an emotional and spiritual level, they are hugely giving as well. You know, they, this is an organization that truly has Hashem as, as its center focus. Um, yeah. I think that yes, I'm going to have to. Yeah, I'm going to have to press stop. Unfortunately, because we're going to have to wrap up. And I, I love yeah. how you're outlining everything that the DL Link does, which is why they have such incredible support from the community. So just to right? say thank you, and to say uh-huh. believe in two things: believe in God, believe in the DL Link, and believe in yourself. And Perhaps locha for the rest of the year and the future. Oh, you're amazing. And thank you for your time and so uplifting. Desiree, for a wonderful having you on the show. And thank you 